I had a tweet that I didn't expect to do numbers uh, the other day, and numbers numbers for me is not a like I don't get those like crazy viral ones. Like I don't get I get like a few hundred. We're, we're, we're S band. We're, we're shadow band. You know, it's. I feel like I am, but there was a bunch of people that saw this one, and I, I um, I tweeted because I, I've been thinking a lot about like every, during football season every year. This thought comes through my mind because you mm. see other CBS shows that are playing, right? <laughs> or fox or or whatever like you see what they're advertising and it's always like you know it's like it's the is australia and you're like all right cool which i believe they're doing uh for anyone who's interested in and uh but i was thinking about one because i turned on uh tnt because the nba game was going to be on and there was yeah. a rerun of bones <laughs> yeah uh, that was on and i was like i don't know anybody who's ever watched this show like of course, I somebody has to have, but nobody. I've never heard anyone say like, "Yo, did you see Bones?" It's like, like Dave Matthews night. Band. Like no one listens to them, but everyone listens to them. Kind of. Thing. It's like, what? Who listens to you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. There's a lot. Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe it's just one of those shows because I I used to watch CSI back in the day. Like, uh, and like I remember like going to school and like other kids like with their families watching we're like wasn't that shit crazy that dude got like chemically castrated like they still molested <laughs> yeah. the kid like and um yeah like fought through it man it was crazy but uh the power yeah <laughs> i guess that shit doesn't solve it all that's crazy yeah yeah um, from the five to the six we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip i need food for the kids money for the rent fuck a lockdown baby i can't do that shit Crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me, so I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Slide, cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Oh, you love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? But no, this one had, uh, like bones I, I tweeted that like i was like this is a show that i i don't nobody's ever told me that they watched i never heard anybody talk about it but it's in syndication it was on for like i think like seven seasons or something and i remember seeing commercials for it constantly mm -hmm. and i kind of knew the dynamic of like what's happening in the show but then i i said that and then a bunch of people were like, bro, you don't watch bones <laughs> yep you're not uh, like are you kidding you're not part of the bones brigade <laughs> you're not a bonehead fucking bones dude. yeah, yeah. Not, I, i'm like I guess, I, I guess not they're yeah. like oh all right no i mean I, and then like you'd see some people like i watch this with my mom every single day after school yeah and like all right cool whatever yeah. i got those shows with my mom too but you know the episode names yeah. yeah yeah but it's like that's crazy because like i've seen you post a million times but never about bones yeah this person like it's a mutual yeah. of mine like i've like you've posted about every movie you've watched every meal you've eaten not dude, should we, live, should we live stream cup first three episodes our reaction? Just see what's I, yeah, up. Dude. I've, tried, dude, I've, tried to, I've tried to get through like 10 minutes of it, like getting ready for like Mavericks yeah. Pacers, and then yeah. like and then and then I'm just like, <laughs> nope, sorry. Because I get yeah. I found out the girl's name is uh 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 Zoe Deschanel's sister is the girl. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. so they they the Deschanel's ran Fox for a while because she had the new girl, I remember. Um, oh, and, very familiar uh, with that show. 
very yeah. familiar with that show. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Do you ever do you ever mm-hmm. see the episode of Zoe Deschanel as the guest judge at top at, on Top Chef? Uh <laughs> no. this was back in the day. She married the guy from Death Cab for Cutie, which of course she did. <laughs> and uh she she they were she was like complaining that the meal wasn't like perfectly vegan or something like that. And it's like so Portlandia, like ass like like that chick. Of course, like that yeah. chick. Like you yeah. look at her. And and the chefs are oh, yeah. like, ah, are you fucking serious, like you know, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Competition. I'm fighting for my life, and yeah. Zoe Deschanel can't eat my the you know whatever the protein the that I put in it. Yeah, um, protein. But yeah, like yeah. the the bones shit is crazy, man. Like I I, I was people were, it was popping up. It was like, like I think it was like 32 quote tweets. Jesus and, Christ, damn. Yeah, that is fucking, no, that is I, that's what I mean. Like it's us. not even so much like yeah. oh the likes and stuff like that. I was like, wow, that's a lot. Like it's yeah. a lot of people, and there were a couple of, like I actually love the show. I actually do. I'm like, all right, I, I guess whatever. Because the boomer shows now. I was talking to Scott about this, um, and a couple yeah. other people. Like, they're kind of like laundering Zoomer politics takes into for the boomers that watch it. Yeah, it's like, like a, it's like skips a generation, you know. Yeah, where it's yeah. like the multiracial community com, com, computer hacking squad that helps out like the boomer detective or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm in, you know. Yeah. And uh, oh no, there's a problem. What's the problem? What's the problem? Yeah, yeah, like those shows. And uh, but this uh, like Bones, I I just like in my head, I was just thinking like Bones or any of these like PD or fire department yeah. shows with like Rob Lowe or whatever any of those like i guarantee you like during covid i would have liked to have seen some of their episodes because yeah. i could see one of them one of the shows where like there's a body that comes in or something uh-huh. like that and it's it's like he's looking at it it's like ah man he, he didn't listen i mean he was horse paced guys he yeah. thought horse paste to fight mm-hmm. a respiratory illness this one died yeah. suddenly over here yeah this one died, i guess yeah, now he's all, i guess now he's just reduced to bones yeah <laughs> dun, dun. and then yeah. like we didn't examine the brain was there one yeah 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 like those, mm. those, i'm not like, sure yeah yeah it's just like man. low detectable levels hmm. interesting oh, gosh yeah i know like i yeah. i just i i gotta i every time I, I i can't even do it for like the the content purposes like i sit down and watch these shows and i'm like this seriously feels like sesame street for boomers or something like yeah. it's like just like something that i don't I, these they crank them out they're wildly successful and i but i think people just put them on and don't pay attention hmm it's kind of like an NPC show, you know. We're really hating on the bones here. This stuff we need to watch. We just throw a dart at the wall, pick an episode at random, and live stream it. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, bones. Yeah, because 24, 24 was uh twenty four was cool. I watched that with my dad, uh, Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland back is in that the day. Kiefer, I was gonna. Is that, yeah, that yeah. was a that, that was a sick ass uh um, yeah show. And I remember I had a coworker, the same guy who had the tight end uh take. Same guy. This guy was electric. Uh, had yeah. a take every day. Just a killer. <laughs> novel take that i'd never heard before and he was he was talking about like music because there's a bunch of guys that rap yeah Yeah, it was a warehouse in east palo alto a bunch of guys there rapped if you if you're shocked um and uh he he was like he was like yeah yeah he was like yeah i got a i got a concept for a rap album he's like he's like 24 24 tracks black bauer you know what i mean he's like it's me (laughs) Black power. <laughs> it's like 24 me. things happening to me you know yeah. <laughs> i was like to be honest yeah he's like yeah but i can't rap i was like well that's an obstacle you know yeah that's that's uh, well, that's like when you come up with a good band name but you like, can't I, I know the band name i just can't play an instrument yeah, i come up with great short story ideas all the time and i, I have, mm-hmm. cannot put the can't, can't put them on wax um yeah yeah, yeah like google doc dude we'll fucking right, figure right. it out yeah, yeah yeah exactly um yeah. 
So yeah, we got a lot going on today. Um, I had I saw one other thing that was really funny. Have you heard the story? Because I the only reason I paid attention to this because I thought it was Matthew Rife as far as like Rife technology. And Hello? I was yeah, oh, what yeah. happened? Yeah, oh, I just that, gotta keep going. Yeah. Um, but like uh, yeah, it was Matthew Rife that was like uh I thought it was right Rife technology, Matthew Rife, but apparently there's a stand-up comedian that's like in some trouble right now named Matthew Rife. <laughs> I don't know where he came from. He looks very astroturfed, but he kind of won the internet, um, uh, which I thought was interesting. So he told a joke that he shouldn't have told in some Netflix special, apparently. Um, it was a domestic violence joke. The joke itself didn't make me laugh. His double down and triple down, excellent. Because he shouldn't have apologized. Like you, If you if a joke isn't funny to me, I don't get mad. But apparently a lot of people do. And to be fair, I will laugh at a domestic violence joke. That's this is not the this is not my qualm with him. But he said, uh, uh, "Yeah, I uh, you know I was at a restaurant and they had the hostess had a had a black eye, uh, and I was like, man, they should put her back in the kitchen." They're like, "Well, yeah, or something. Oh, yeah, but if you can't cook, or you probably got a black eye because you can't cook or something like that." It was like some misogynist like domestic violence yeah, joke, yeah. whatever. Didn't hit people lost their mind apparently he's like a guy like he's a real good looking like like comically like zoomer looking guy like but like good looking guy that i guess a lot of like girls and gay guys got into and then couldn't couldn't believe that the stand-up comedian pushed the line uh and they they started going crazy but so what he did was he did on instagram on instagram stories he put like hey i uh click this link here it's my apology like it's long form like click the link here and, and you can put like the link on Instagram that like, you know, click yeah. on the stories and it took him to a special ed helmet store to buy <laughs> like a special ed helmet, like if Damn. you're offended or whatever. Yeah. Double down. So then, so that's, then, the, yeah, yeah, no, I was like, yeah, like I, that's more, that's more than I would ever yeah. do. Like that is sick. And, yeah. um, and I was like, no, but you, right. That's what you shouldn't do. Cause like, even if he apologized, then it would become up to these these weird zoomer people to like do a, a kafka like trial experience to say actually i didn't like him by his apology and even then like you, he didn't apologize to every you know woman that's been uh, he didn't go it's to never enough it's never enough right so so don't yeah. do it yeah don't do it and actually shit on the concept of it which is what i liked shit on the concept yeah. of apologizing because what people's biggest gripe was and i love this this is my favorite thing is because people would, would say like Oh, he's showing his. Oh, now he's ableist and misogynist. And somebody was like, "It's a joke. Get over it." And they're like, "Usually, jokes are funny." That's like what they uh, say because that's the crime he's committing yeah. is not being funny. That's why we need to write into Netflix and say this guy really hurt my feelings because he's not funny. Like I, I'm it's shaking. So I'm shaking and and can't sleep at night because he's not funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a big cope, and I, I don't know this. I'm just gleaning this particular case from what you're saying, but it's so funny that all these, there's always that like really popular comedian that isn't really in with the other comedians right. for whatever reason. And then always gets into some weird trouble because he's supposed to be the guy or she's supposed to be the girl, you know, the person who's in the, you know, 
kind of in that mainstream. It just doesn't work. You know, that's what comedies are. Um, we're going to get you right back to the episode. But I just wanted to let you guys know of a few other things we offer at Rare Candy Industries. We have a Substack with free and paid subscription options. Free subscribers get access to all written content. That includes Bob's Red Pill. That's the best thing going on the internet right now. Trust me. Paid subscribers get full access to our premium episode feed. And that's just every episode we don't necessarily want to share with the general public, if you know what I'm saying. Again, that's rarecandy.substack.com. We also have merch. That link's a little long for me to say right now, but go to the description, go to our merch store, and find a shirt that's right for you. We have Rare Candy shirts, Dr. Bronner soap label shirts, Rishi mushroom shirts, all types of stuff there. Check it out. There's got to be something for you. And lastly, check us out on social media. On Instagram, we're Rare Candy Pod, but on Twitter, we're at Rare Candy Pod 1. All right, enough of that. Let's get you back into the episode. Yeah, no, I, this, this guy is like, he, I, it's like, it makes me support the people, you know, it makes you like want to support somebody that like, I don't know, none of these guys jokes were like hitting to me. Like I like in a, I, I'm kind of red, like kind of black pilled on standup comedy to be, yeah. like, I just, I mean, I look what happened to Burr. It's you no know, one's to be, you, you can't put your faith in anyone, you know, you can't put, yeah. You know, I also you just don't, it. yeah, I, I also just don't think there's a lot of room for like a genuine, like, I, I just think the joke the art you know like you know how yeah. you're here like the rogan like stand-up type nerds that are mm -hmm. like oh and here's why the joke's funny and they alton brown yeah. like do an alton brown breakdown of like a joke like a science yeah, yeah and it's science. like yeah i that's mm -hmm. never resonated to me yeah. I, or like people that overly explain like why a joke is funny it's like no it's funny because i laughed like mm -hmm. it's it's very much a, a reaction based yeah. thing and i think now people really want conversation for conversational humor i think people yeah. like like clips like small clips of of something funny happening or or whatever like just just that seems to like be a rare point. candy podcast if you will just you know throw yeah it. something like that yeah. you know, i don't know oh you know. the, the the scanner darkly uh clip from last week did well it did mm -hmm. well it performed well I, I and i'm sure yeah. there are people that did not press play on the episode and that were like well that was kind of funny you know mm -hmm. or cool and looked cool and stuff so exactly like you you have that and but yeah, it's just the crime, the crime of not being funny. It's like it's like that happens to, to everybody. It's like I'm going to find out where this guy works because he went viral with a post that normally I wouldn't have seen because I don't follow this guy. But it was so not funny. I want to find out where he works, where he lives and alert everybody about how not funny he is. And, and all those all those people like the most dog shit stand up comedy. Dude. That's the funny. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just. A, yeah. The non-binary overall girl whispering about like sex that she read on Reddit, dude. you know? It's bad, and I do, man. That that I'm not saying there are no good, like YouTube shorts of stand-up comedians or whatever, but that that genre of like the the millennial zoomer like stand-up, you know, it looks like a like like ice cream shirt genre, you know, kind of ice cream cone shirt. Uh, it's rough, dude. It's so it's so fucking funny. Even when they're like yeah. kind of, you're like you were almost there, but it's the fact that you didn't get there. It's so bad, and I and I feel bad because yeah. like I used to just put on. Comedy Central presents Premium Blend. All these things when I was like young in seventh grade. Dane Cook, remember the Dane Cook album? Dude, that was a that was like an electric time for when you know in high school and everyone's listening to that oh shit. Oh my! All God. the girls loved it. Harmful know? if swallowed. I want to say was the was the mm -hmm. album that was called BK Un Lounge. <laughs> and then he had the movie where he worked in the restaurant come out around like the similar time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Waiting. Oh Canadian. God. Yeah. So mm -hmm. good. I mean that like that might have been the last. The only people that are popular now are like the the fluffies, the Gabriel Iglesias yeah. and like like Kevin Hart, but they've been around. Those guys have been around since like 
2003 and they're yeah. just now popping they're like novelists where like they don't hit their big one until their 40s or whatever yeah, and, Kevin Hart uh, was friends with Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> oh, like Kevin, Kevin Hart's crazy. been around forever. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's been around uh -huh. for. He was in the Forty Year Old Virgin, dude. Like, yeah, right. he was just, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. It was like, there's, it, yeah. he's been around forever. But yeah, it's just that art is just, it's just dead. And I'm not just saying that because we do this, but like, and no, I, like, I can't, the best yeah, standups yeah. do something else. They do a show. They always they have it. something yeah. else, and it's hilarious, dude. Like Shane Gillis is so dude. It's, it's way funnier than their stand. I love those it's guys, totally Gillis and McCusker. Their standup is good. I guys, yeah. I will laugh at their standup. Their podcast is like side splittingly funny dude, because hilarious dude. they're so free they, they're it's it's yeah. completely freestyle it's like hearing your favorite guitarist yeah it's cool to play that hear them play inside a song structure but if your favorite guitarist can just Noodle jam around. yeah yeah jam. and and jam and then a bass player finds a little groove within there it's like wow this is amazing like it's yeah. a jam session yeah after a while you want to hear okay talk about something okay now do this but yeah. the first like you know, it's just I don't know. The, the minute it becomes like a, I just, I just fear that stand up might be kind of dead. Like I, or at least, you know, there's at least, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough to say declare something dead. I don't want it to be dead, but I think it is. It's definitely so. you know, it's a thing where even the, again, it's projecting your thoughts. Even even like based weathered people don't want to catch that smoke. You know, it's like. It's high risk reward. Um, you know, obviously when you nail it, it's fucking incredible. But uh, yeah, it's just soft. It's just a soft ass, ass time right now for that stuff. I'm not even talking like politically or whatever, like PC, but just, you know, I don't know, something's, something's off about it, you know? Uh huh. No, yeah, we need, for sure, we need for something. Sure. Yeah, we need a re re revival. Yeah. 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 And, and like I said, perhaps it, it just, it just, it just has moved formats, perhaps. Yeah. podcasting and stand-up now because comedy podcasts are are like the, the number one more than sports yeah. more than anything comedy is the number one thing yeah. um and and like I, maybe that's a broad umbrella term because some of the comedy podcasts are just like a guy owning like six only fans robot girls like it's like oh yeah can you spell that <laughs> you know like uh, to a girl and it's like that's comedy i guess which i laugh but yeah um even though those things look super ai generated when you see the clips of the like the yeah. it's like doesn't look real um but we have a mailbag episode today i'm excited always so we, good yeah we have yeah i think we have eight voicemails and then um, a couple, couple emails. A record. two state of fear related questions um so we knew they were coming yeah no because there's meat still left on the bone i like i literally want to cover it again like three yeah. more times um yeah like that's just, the like, sign yeah that's a sign of a good game of fiction or music episode when <laughs> you're at work like a week and a half later and you're just like fuck i forgot about that one thing that happened to be happened to be both both those examples no uh, i mean story of my life story of my life yeah i mean it just yeah. you, you, you leave meat on the bone that's fine you know and mm -hmm. uh so i am going to start us off with the first voicemail and i look if you said your name on there it's on there i'm not going to say people's names just because you never are know. are they all voicemail or do we have some, some we have emails too. and then one from our very first listener we have a question from instagram from our very first listener oh, you sure. know who he is you've hung out <laughs> yeah. with him yes um so <laughs> yeah. he's uh he's uh he, he he hit me up on ig he gets preferential treatment he didn't have to follow yeah. like where to send that yeah. stuff literally the first guy to ever listen yeah. um so all right, let's get into it, and here we go. Hey, Rare Candy. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. 
Just wondering uh, what your guys' current mushroom stack is. I've got into Rishi and Lysbane, and it's been great so far, but I'm looking to add a couple, so I'm wondering what you guys are uh, taking these days. Thanks. Well, and great question. Uh, first of all, I love our Bay ass, East Bay ass area code. <laughs> it's so raw. The Google Voice, I know. good call. I know. Five one zero, good old five one zero. Yeah. By the oh, way, guys. There. By the yeah. way, guys. The um, the voicemail line. Let me make sure I have the the number. You guys can call that anytime. If it's yeah. not, just leave a voicemail. Like I, we'll fit it into an check episode. In, like yeah, yeah just check yeah. in. Like it's like you know, it's open lines. The the number is. 510-256-9850. 510-256-9850. Love it. And, and um that takes me back to my college radio days. Yeah. Um and uh then or email rarecandyindustries at gmail.com if you're not into the whole, you know, yeah. speak, hear my voice, whatever. Um, yeah, either one, just just email there while we have you know the audience that we have and it's easier to sift through these things. I have no problem with uh, just go ahead. Like <laughs> I like it. I like if you hear something on the show and you're just like damn they they stopped talking about that and i wanted to hear more ask about it like you know it's it's a, yeah. it's a good way to do it i'm it's just because we move on to something else doesn't always mean like we like we said we love we leave me on the bone a lot so especially um, now at this point in our careers when you could still you know this thing could blow 100x and we might not be able to take voicemails like this all the time you know just saying no, like, it'll be the most bureaucratic line. bureaucratic yeah. american idol ass screening hotline yeah, ever. x 10101 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you will not get through <laughs> Nope. So strike yeah. while it's hot. So your mushroom stack, please. Uh, or supplement. I'm sure people want to know supplements to any any kind of yeah um, stuff like that. Well, first of all, I'm glad this question got asked because um and it's uh it's an honor to be able to just not even like make a recommendation, just to be able to be promoting this and having like these waves, these ripples going out, you know, because I this shit is is life changing. It's it is they got their own consciousness and they're they're it's like cats you know like that mind virus gets inside of us and we're like oh cats are great you know where yeah, they're it's not, you know what i mean like yeah yeah not, yeah, yeah. not for you for you know for some of us yeah <laughs> but um but you know i really think they're these these shits are controlling our brains and in, in like a in a beneficial way though um but yeah lion's and rishi so my whole thing i'm always on the hunt for the best rishi i can find which produces a shen effect a peaceful calm noticeably that zen effect that hits you right in between your eyes right in your third eye um and it's hard because a lot of times one brand will be good for a while then it won't it's kind of like a little tricky it's almost like a little it's kind of elusive you know um i will say if you're if you're a baller if you're one of our listeners that money is not a factor um shen blossom peter peter teal is one yeah, of one of them peter teal yeah, yeah uh-huh um shen blossom uh brand so they do this freeze-dried shizandra berry um which i i thought that's all they did for a while and then that's really good it's bright red it's grown in america and maine mm -hmm. stephen king yeah shout out um he needs some. Uh, <laughs> he does yeah he needs it bad um but they, i didn't realize they have this whole wide range of these like crazy rishi products but they're bro they're like they're like uppers of $140 a bottle and stuff, you know, so it's, it's some real, but it's the real deal. Uh, that being said, I I'm rocking right now, dragon herbs, wild red Rishi tincture. Um, I think you can get it on Amazon prime. Uh, it's, it's, it's not the cheapest, but it's definitely affordable. Um, that's a good one. Um, that one gives me the real Shen feeling. 
Um, lion's mane, I've actually been doing whole lion's mane powder, no extracts or anything. Um, actually, Grocery Outlet sells those Cherie, those white bag, like six ounces for pretty mm. cheap. And they are, I think they are log grown. They're the real deal. Um, that's good. And um, I've been doing a lot of shiitake because the winter, I always up the shiitake in the winter, either just cul usually culinarily, like miso soup and stuff. Or shiitake powder is good, and pasta sauces make like a like a cream sauce, you know, like a like a kind of a creamy thing, really earthy. Uh, that's good. Um, and also, I want to get into making my own tempeh, which is mycelium. And really, I've been pilled on I've red pilled on ergothionine, which is something in all sorts of uh, mushrooms, uh, but especially mycelium, like tempeh. And um, and oyster mushrooms are really strong in it. And ergothionine is just something that combats aging like crazy. And it used to be where organic food could get it through fungus in the roots. But now our soils are so depleted and whack. And if you're not living in a paradise, so you can get it directly from fungal sources. And it's just an extreme anti-aging molecule. That's just complete. It's just completely safe and beneficial. And it's one of the reasons why mushrooms are so good for you and your brain. And I've been, um, so that just way more culinary shrooms, like way bigger percentage of my diet. And, um, just really, um, want, uh, or really been getting into cordyceps too. And, um, like a good cordyceps fruiting body extract, uh, is just so good for your, for your lungs, um, especially through the winter. Um, it's just good stuff, man. I highly, it, uh, highly recommend that, um. I do want to be, uh, uh, I want to start pushing the limits and mega dosing that. Uh, so that anyway, that's my answer on that. Yeah. Cordyceps. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So I am, I'm on lion's mane extract all from shaman shack herbs right now. I did just get Romania Dean Thomas's, uh, uh, the super tonic herbs, yeah. uh, spirit Chino. It's has not come in yet. That's like his kind of coffee substitute supposedly doesn't fry your adrenals yep. that's got all types of good stuff in there his emails are have been have been hitting lately dude uh, he was she was like yo i'm i'm him in that last email he's like he I did started. say i'm I, him he said i, I'm, I'm I started this shit yeah. yeah he said i'm i'm himothy yes yeah. i am Himothy yeah, Shalom, him, yeah, yeah exactly and uh he, he was he, he did say he's like yeah by the way i started this and invented it back in the day but i'm doing it again now yeah and um so nice. i did do that but for now um, right now I, I usually do about a two or three week of just like one extract at night in yep. tea. Um, so I've been doing, I'm doing Rishi right now in the Harry Potter Dumbledore mug right now. Um, <laughs> does it help? Who knows? Is it placebo? I am perhaps, yes, no, but right. I am the placebo. So we yeah. will do that. We will review that book at some point. And, um, yeah. And the, the Dumbledore quote in case you didn't guys didn't know is happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. Whoa. So, um, that's Albus Dumbledore. It's a real guy. And, yeah. um, so doing some Rishi right now. Uh, I just, I just do whatever it, I, I do a little bit more than what they tell you to do on the, yeah. on the, uh, on the thing, just cause that's for beginners and pussies yeah. and power, um, power user too. Dude. right right yeah i know i've been doing this shit i'm, I'm at yeah. least a year or so in of just hardcore mm -hmm. adaptogens so um then i'm uh i do lion's mane as well I'll probably start that again next week uh and then i also got this one from shaman shack herbs that is uh called the three immortals um and that one looks sick it's ormus shilajit and rishi and they even say you can give it to your dog i actually kind of want to give it to my dog but um 
yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to go over well with uh, the the other person yeah. I live with. Uh, no, but the uh, by the way, I, gonna, I just want to clarify that Shen Blossom shit. Sorry to cut you off, but um, I actually haven't tried. I just I've only tried their Shazandra. I have not gotten the hundred forty dollar Rishi yet. Uh, had, uh, maybe in a, maybe a little bit, maybe a couple months time, I'll I'll spring for that. But uh, but I trust it, and I trust that guy to do it. So just wanted to clarify that. I just so I don't put on an endorsement on anything. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Just if you, if you got like if you're if you're one of those people that gets fired from your job and says, "Oh no, what am I gonna do?" But you have five hundred k saved in the bank that we were making fun of last couple mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Know? cop cop that right now for sure just cop, right what you think yeah anyway yeah right right okay so so there's that um i hope that answers everybody's question uh here's another supplement kind of question and uh it says i i think somebody asked this on another mailbag but it's fine um to i i don't i have not taken this at all i think i've only heard good things but so hey guys i know you get probably get asked this a lot if you guys use magnesium, what kind slash brand do you guys use? I, I don't use it. So, um, yeah. Um, I think I, the safe bet is magnesium glycinate or magnesium. By, is there by a brand? Glycinate. Is that a brand though? I think he's asking um, for like, what do I put? No, in it's, it's just a comp. Just type that in. I mean, there's so many places that capsule it. Um, is there a, is there a thing you should look for to be like, well, that's not good shit or, you know, that. <laughs> That one's pretty standard. You just don't okay. want a lot of excipients like magnesium stearate and shit. Just get something in like a capsule that you like with just the magnesium powder. Um, that's it's just magnesium attached to a, a glycine amino acid, so it's absorbable. Glycine's good too, you know, especially for sleep, and it's just highly absorbable and it won't make you shit your pants and stuff like that, you know. Um, and so that's good. But there's all sorts of magnesiums you can play around with. I mean, my whole thing, I'm. You shouldn't be you can buy capsules if if money's not a problem. But I mean, if, if you're at home watching like Netflix shows at night, just get the bulk powder and get a bowl and just make a bunch of capsules yourself. You know, in 30, 40 minutes, you could make a month's worth of capsules just for one night, chilling, sitting there for a show doing that. And then you just have you could buy like a year's worth of magnesium for maybe like 20, 40 bucks or something, just the bulk powder. And then you can get into playing around. There are magnesium products that are popular now where they just combine. They have like seven different forms of them. You know, magnesium glycinate, magnesium three innate, magnesium citrate. And they all do slightly different things. Some are good for anxiety. Some are good for that. But I think glycinate, just do maybe a gram or two of that a day, you know, a couple capsules worth. Um, and that'll just cover your bases, slowly start to build up your reserves. And uh, yeah, you'll be good. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, we got one more uh, voice, or well, we've got a few more voicemails, and um, this one is. Let's see, which one do we want to go to? Oh, from our good friend Kelby Losack. Yeah. Hi, what up, RC fam? So, I got you. You know, we share a lot of similar rap tastes and everything, and uh. Mm-hmm. It ain't got to be rap, but I was wondering if both of y'all got an album like this, right? So I have ASAP Rocky's Long Live ASAP Mm. is the greatest album in the world to me because of the time and place, the shit that I was into at the time that shit dropped. I was bumping it back to back and a lot of big, like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Like, it was just a, it was just a hard, hard ass time. And like, I... I shed a tear per track when I listened to that album. So, like, 
I was wondering if y'all got albums like that. It's not like, you know, this is a classic, this is a masterpiece, whatever, but just like when it comes on, you just go real quiet and just shrink back into yourself and be like, damn. Yeah, uh, yeah for, for for me, yeah, absolutely. That would that I will say that album, I don't get emotional when I hear it, but I was working college radio when that album came out. That's right. And I was like for a while asap rock was was a bit completely different guy completely different yeah. sound but yeah. i was like asap rocky i was like that's weird his name's like almost the same thing but then there were a bunch he had a crew where they were like now that's yeah. real popular now you'll hear like fyg uh mm-hmm. whatever like fag uh you know <laughs> <laughs> fag smelly mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and that, that's like, my album, right there. That one, yeah. right there. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. my fucking. Mine's Black Bower. Yours is F A G Smelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, but that you'll have yeah. there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of that. But at the time, I was like, well, there's ASAP Yams, rest in peace. There's you know ASAP Twelve E, ASAP Ferg, who was awesome. And then um, like that was that was an awesome album. Peso, um, uh, all the Clams Casino songs. Like yeah. uh, I'm forgetting what the uh, um the third one uh bass oh god what an amazing song uh asap rocky that was that those were those were great um for me i'll I'll, look we covered it two weeks ago all things must pass that's my all-time emotion album um it's uh, it's unbelievable i think there's also you know with classic rocket stuff that i listen to with my parents uh, uh powerful nostalgia music like all the zeppelin stuff it immediately takes me to stuff with my dad uh Tom Petty takes me to hanging out with my mom and uh, all that stuff. But current stuff, right? Stuff that happened in the 2010s when I was, you know, ripping and running and doing all, you know, fun stuff, staying out hella late, you know, going to a rap show every weekend, being a part of the local scene, hearing these, this, in my opinion, the last era of like really good new rap. And uh, for me, Control System by Absol, that was, that was like, whoa, yeah. that one, that one just like, that, that floored me it floored me it was really good it was like it was emotional there are i mean the book of soul is a very emotional song on that album uh very jazzy and 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 good and then also he has like really you know druggies with hoes like all these like uh, all these great songs on bohemian grove i mean that that album I, I can put it on right now and it takes me right back to a time in my life where i wasn't living right but i kind of was like damn that was sick that uh-huh. was sick that was yeah. tight uh, friends that i don't like anymore but also like the fun times with those friends yeah and um and then my last one and i I still listen to this around the clock all the time it's my five hours of sleep but it's time to go to work drive on my 20 minute drive to work nipsey hustles crenshaw especially now that he <laughs> passed i get really emotional because i met him a couple times and talked with him i've emailed him once yeah. um and talked to them and uh he was so cool um he really was becoming a west coast jay-z uh especially even his last song the song with roddy rich the one that came out uh, racks in the middle like that was he was starting to become like a mega star and then um but yeah crenshaw i mean that's got kelby's boy zero on it which is probably my favorite Mm -hmm. song on that album and yeah what about you yeah i'd say the old school one for me was definitely brings me back to the time of my life when i discovered it when Shit was not going well, and it just really just kind of gave me a new perspective. Is a uh, uh, Marvin Gaye's "In Our Lifetime" oh, album, yeah. um, 
which is just damn. If you haven't listened to that one and you're a fan, yeah, definitely check if that out. You it's really, let me. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. He's just like, oh, he's like in his prophet mode in that in that stage. He's very good, right? You know, excellent. Um, and then rap, I think like the old school rap one that I really love is, and I know you do too, is uh, Far Side Lab Cabin California <laughs> masterpiece. It's yeah. better. It's better than uh, what's the other what's the other big Far Side one before that with Pass oh, Anybody. It's better. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's I like forget. two different groups, dude. Yeah, what's it that? is? It, oh god, why? I don't. Is it just bizarre ride to the Far Side? Right. Bizarre ride. Yeah. Then that, that not to say that's a bad album, but that's the one yeah. that gets all the the like. You know, it's on Rolling Stone, you know, top 100 yeah. rap albums. But Lab Cabin California, I mean, the videos on that, the music, I just remember going on music, me and you just yeah. like, like stoned, like comically stoned <laughs> on like your mom's like weird edible concoctions and yeah. like watching the, <laughs> watching the drop video, um, running, yeah. finding the original sample to run in like on a record. And then like hearing that is like yeah. it was such a crazy like marriage to the song you almost yeah. perform um she said oh god uh-huh. i go on for a day I bullshit the first song oh yeah oh I, I i got one more this one's a unique one another man that just floored me um kind of in that same vein honestly and different because it's not really a rap album although there are a few raps some tracks on it but it pete's pete's Germanals, pete rock the first one yes dude that shit uh, first of all i was definitely spoken like a lot of, you would just i would just get oh yeah fucking like isolated stoned and just bumped that right. serious beats on that album. And I'm just a huge fan of Pete rock. Uh, yeah. I, that, that's my flex. I met him once. He was really cool. Um, actually got to eat with them. <laughs> it was pretty funny so uh, randomly. And um, uh, yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Actually, that's a, that's kind of a funny story because um, I was part of this group. One, one of my friend was like, yeah, we're throwing this event. Like, and he knew I, I loved him. And he's like, and this guy wasn't a Pete Rock fan, but he's like, he's like, yeah, we can get if you want to come, come through. You might be able to eat with them, blah, blah, blah. And so we, I show up to this thing and the, it's like this student function thing. And and then there's this random like dog shit stand up comedian. Like this is way back in the day. But he and I remember I think he was trying to be funny, but I was like, yeah, I'm here for Pete Rock. And, and he's like, oh, I'm a stand up comedian. And he's just trying to be funny. And. He's like, dude, no one, who the fuck is Pete Rock? No one knows who that is, dude. No one's going to show up to this thing. And I was just kind of weird because I was such a super fan. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, who are you? No one <laughs> yeah. knows. And then so his thing, like two these like two people showed up. And he was just all like, uh, uh. And then Pete Rock came for the main event. And there was like 150 people there, dude. And like for a Q&A, just like in this tight, tight yeah. room. So I remember that. I was like, who are you, dude? Yeah, that's that just, I just stuck in my young person's brain where I was just like, is, yeah, it's like, fuck I'll, this I'll, uh, yeah. I was laughing too. I, when I was first, when I was like, probably my last year or so in college radio and uh, two years, I, you know, it's what we do now, but I, I was tasked with interviewing people, but I didn't have the connections. I had this friend. He's another one of those guys where I was like, it was my friend at the time. But like, then I realized like every relationship we had involved, like, do you have weed? If not, yeah. we'll hang out tomorrow to, when you have weed kind of one yeah. of those people. Um, and, or just what, what have you, what can you, like, it was a very transactional kind of uh, friendship, but I do have funny memories. And he was like, he was one of those guys, like, like he thought everybody was his friend. He, he met Kendrick <laughs> Lamar one time, like back when Kendrick was first blowing up, I, I was there too. Yeah. I said, what's up to him. And like, I was like, 
it was when Lookout for Detox came out, like before he even had Section 80 out and everything. Yeah, and yeah. he was starting to blow up. And like, and then he would he would always just say, like, my bro Kendrick, like on Facebook. <laughs> He'd be like, My bro Kendrick, like my, like a new single for my bro. He would like acting like he was promoting Kendrick Lamar's single yeah. to like 37 people. <laughs> like he would be like, My bro Kendrick got this new song. Yeah, you know, it's it was so yeah. cringe. But um he, this guy, he was a Persian guy, the, the my friend. Uh he had he was a Persian guy and he had like very Fit. South Park silk shirts you i think you met him once Maybe. Um, i, I thought I, I, we went to a show i thought we went to a show one time or something like yeah uh, probably yeah. Yeah. Maybe like in santa cruz or something <laughs> yeah. i thought i thought oh, i thought yeah, for yeah. a fact i thought but whatever hazy nights very hazy nights yeah. <laughs> and um and uh the he he would we, we we had a chance to meet this new rapper and interview him on camera now i was pissed off at him because three weeks prior i interviewed currency and the I audio for that I remember. Okay, that. so you were. Yeah. I was gonna say, so you can yep. vouch for this because it never yeah. came out, and that was at the <laughs> Avalon. It never came out because the audio was unusable. We uh-huh. were in the most like crowded room in the world, and people were like banging into shit. And me, and then currency was like, I was wearing a Darren McFadden Raiders jersey, and he was like, he was like, yo, do they still got the Bo Jackson in the? Nah, and he has this like funny voice, the Bo Jackson in the whites, like that. Yeah. I used to be sick in that, uh, and we we yeah. were just talking about like throwback jerseys. So like we didn't even talk about his records because he, he clearly didn't yeah. want to because he's probably done a million interviews. So yeah. I was pissed that that didn't come out because I actually really liked that conversation. I'm like, can I just have it like and use yeah. it for my own? And then uh, all of a sudden we go to uh, uh, three weeks later. There's a guy coming to the same venue. His name's Freddie Gibbs, and uh, <laughs> like he's he had just come off a single with Currency called Scotty Pippins, which was the sickest Freddie verse ever still to this day. Amazing verse. Um, like one of those like last verses where I was like, whoa, where I heard something. And he was, Freddie was like hood. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was kind of like tough, like not a Hilarious, very big guy, yeah. Hilarious guy, but like, yeah. like almost like, I don't really want to like double cross this dude or like say the wrong thing. So naturally my Persian friend, Bay Area Persian guy drops an N bomb every five words. And it's yeah. just like, and Freddie's kind of like, you know, he's like cool, but he's like also kind of like Malcolm Xy and stuff like that. Where yeah. he's like, I don't really want to like hear that right now. I don't yeah, even, yeah. you know, and uh, like, and he was like, you know, my friend was just like every other word, like using that. And the guy was like, he was just not taking any social cue. Like Freddie was looking yeah. at him like, 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 yeah. every yeah. Word, like, <laughs> like, do I have to check this guy? Cause it, it was comical. It was, yeah. I, he wouldn't have cared if he said it like a couple times. It was yeah. comical. It sounded weird. It stuck out in a way that it wouldn't yeah. stick out when anyone else said it um and and and, and I for people just, don't was, realize in the bay you could kind of get away yeah. with it if you were like yeah. you know mexican or persian oh or vietnamese guys would do it it, it was yeah, definitely they, a thing like i it's just with him like it was like as though he was contractually obligated to say it every yeah. fifth word as a yeah. persian guy like yeah. and like it, not it, just it was, once not like a max they already, they, flip up, dude. yeah like they, yeah <laughs> right they say bro every fourth word so it's like you yeah. really have knocked down you know most of the sentences those two words and uh so uh yeah so that was hysterical like uh uh, so funny different time feels like a century ago um so anyways last one before that uh last one the album i've neither of us brought up but i would say for both of us that was a very amazing album special herbs and spices volume one ms doom dude that was like our worst. You drove, story, I remember when you drove over a center median because we were so high going to <laughs> going to like Shell gas station, like one of those ones where you like you can't pass through. 
you can't it's a street we would we knew like the back of our fucking hand too like it was not yeah. this was not foreign land it was like a and, grown uh, yeah growing up was, turf dude like, it was like 20 20 steps from your house and like uh and like you just like cut across the center way which you would if it was like a double yellow but it was yeah. a badass fucking meeting it goes and you had luckily you had the explorer and it was gg but it was like i was just laughing because think about the guy in the shell gas station like here we go like seeing yeah. that happen from outside. <laughs> yeah. like like uh, yeah it's like sour my sour skills are going to be gone in a second yeah and uh <laughs> so yeah that was very yeah, fun we had a whole we, 18 for for a couple months there of like yeah orange fanta jack in the box chicken tenders which we lovingly referred to as chicken tundras yeah i don't know why that was yeah, no that because was... because you're stoned and no one cares like yeah, yeah you're just like, like like it's like yeah. you tell somebody that they're like why you're like well you weren't there you know like yeah, it was, yeah those were fire there. too piping hot they just fucking yeah oh i know comical yeah yeah, yeah. comical so yeah Red um, 40 is such a great track by sumac, sumac berries yeah. i mean the original what was it the sade uh the doomsday yeah. one that he used for that is is kind of i forget what what which one that is fenugreek i mean like all of those <laughs> yeah. uh, like that, that ended up being the ghost on the ghost face album i remember right. uh the nine milli bros song yeah no that was that was amazing that was just instrumental but i just remember thinking like uh -huh. wow this was like you could just like kind of just find cool breaks and just show uh -huh. them to people yeah. and and if you found the sickest one it didn't need anything else mm -hmm. um so it was very very influential really in sure. that in that um in that one so all right here's another email i want to get all the email ones out of the way here um glenn and Cy, i've been following the pod since the height of covid and the gain of fiction series has helped me get back into reading Great. my question is about state of fear and a conspiracy theory regarding Hurricane Katrina. I'd see, I, this is what I forgot to mention on State of Fear. I'm so glad they asked this. Um, I was old enough then to perceive how hard the climate change angle of Cur Hurricane Katrina and Rita was pushed at the time. Climate researcher Judith Curry famously published a scientific study claiming that hurricanes had been increasing with the warming trend. She later retracted the study due to faulty data and has become a climate realist a la Michael Crichton. Yeah. My question is whether you guys were aware of the notion held among poor black residents of the flooded portions of New Orleans that the that the levees had been bombed and did not and, and did That's not cold. fail due to flooding. There is historical precedent. Apparently, in 1927, levees were blown up in New Orleans to sacrifice lowland development. There are debunking articles from time to time. If you if you. If, from the time if you search katrina levies bombed which that's how you know it's true um yeah state of fear came out the year prior exactly uh yeah. and nearly perfectly foreshadowed the entire saga yeah. so let's that, go uh, yeah shout out mike shout out mike i, I yeah. don't know if i said mike is very uh I'm, there could be any mike so i don't want to yeah. i'm not giving away too much info for that no i i wanted to say that because it was like this book came out right before hurricane katrina and I do remember, I mean, just the whole media, it was a very like proto COVID like media rampage thing. You had the George Bush doesn't care about black people, uh -huh. like all this crazy stuff. And I'm in California and it's such a foreign thing, but all everywhere, the saints, I mean, saints. that might've been the fake, might've been the, <laughs> might the fakest Super Bowl ever. If you yeah. ask me, yeah. um, like the, the, uh -huh. I mean, there was, no, I'm just kidding. That was, that was sick as fuck that Super Bowl. But I just was like, yeah. it was, <laughs> it was baked into every narrative. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was disastrous. Um, but I would not be surprised if the levees got bombed. No, and, I'm, and I'm with it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. Um, a quick note on the Judith Curry thing, because actually, 
even before I was, she was an early one. She's so moderate. Um, Judith Curry is the, the climate kind of, she's kind of like a lukewarmer, like Crichton, you know, and just like, eh, whatever, you know, and um, I Crichton cites, I noticed in some of the footnotes, Crichton cites Judith Curry in State mm. of Fear a lot. And um, yeah, and she's, she's just like, just kind of dropping bomb, you know, it, I was kind of re listening to some of her YouTube videos a long time ago when uh, that was my first kind of baby aspirin red pill for the, for the, the climate stuff. And uh, yeah, and I, I could just tell that she was just so even keeled and just very like, this is just, this is what it is. Like, sorry guys. You know, it's just, it's just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So shout out to you to Curry. And yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. The That's all I remember at that time before I even had the language to describe it or the, the framework or the or the orientation i just remember being like man this is all so political and weird something's going on here you know something doesn't quite feel right about all this yeah for sure Great yeah question. um yeah and I'm, I'm first off i'm glad that state of fear got you back or uh, you know state of fear gain of fiction got you back into yep. reading it got i mean it, it for me it was one of those things where i wanted to do it every so often i wanted to just do it to cover michael Crichton. And then after a while, I'm like, no, actually, this is working out. And the way I work is that I have to have someone expecting something from me to mm, yep. kind of do it, you know. Like and, and so it's kind of, yeah, like I work well within structure, not a scrambler, you know. Like, mm -hmm. so I, I, I'm a pocket passer. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, five step I, yeah, drop. Yeah, five step drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball's got to come out on that. Well, yeah, it's got to. I'm I'm that guy. So like to me, it's like it's helped me. I mean, it's like it's it's helped me, and I'm glad other people are deciding. Like actually, reading is cool. You need to kind of humble yourself that you haven't done it in a while, or because of so many things, because of the way it, you, society is not wired for people to read um, nowadays. It's yeah. not really beneficial. However, I do think that it is a leg up if you can sit through and read a novel um yeah. you have a leg up on the next man no matter iq no matter any of that shit so um and if you do get into books uh alex jones actually has been listening to gain of fiction shout out to amateur understanding uh for sending me this he's this is his comments on uh gain of fiction book look he's a fag so that's his uh <laughs> That's his uh, comment shout there. Out, yeah, shout out Alex Jones. I appreciate the com the kind words, yeah. Alex. Drop the link next time, please, uh, to mm -hmm. the Substack. But that's fine. Come on the pod. More than yeah. welcome. Um, so yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's go to the other state of fear question. This one is from Down Under, Australia. By the uh, way, Australia. You guys might listen to the most podcasts ever because, like, when we didn't have any <laughs> listeners, we had a good number of Australian people like still listening. Yeah. And perhaps it was because of the draconian measures, and maybe that you were only allowed to do that, um, or something. Because I do picture them, like I said, just in like this like saw like movie yeah. room, <laughs> yeah, shitting, shitting in a Home Depot bucket in the corner <laughs> while like Rare Candy's playing or something, yeah. like so. Um, yeah, That's my next AI art. <laughs> 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 it's got to be the, the the Home Depot bucket though. It's got it. Yeah, the rare, I found that because uh, I have a the I have like a couple <laughs> folders and I I pulled that up the other day and was playing around with it. It's we need to yeah. use that for something. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, this is about a thing that I, we did cover it a little bit, but I'd like to come back to it uh, regarding state of fear. So here we go. G'day, Glenn and Science Dennis from down under here. So I've just been reading State of Fear. And just got up to the bit with Dr. Kenner's DDT red pill. 
And I'm just wondering what's the uh, official RC position on DDT? <laughs> is it really bad? Like, I always suspected it wasn't bad just because, you know, quote unquote, everyone knows DDT is bad. And there was this video going around in conspiracy circles back when I saw it in the 2010s where this guy was a DDT red pill guy and he would always apparently drink a teaspoon of DDT before each presentation. So, yeah, what do you guys reckon? Um, I'm going to pass it to you after I just say this. I have only... I. I tend to still lean on DDT being bad. Now, the government action to ban it in by adding whatever the one Crichton said in the book, I forgot, and then and then switching to glyphosate, which is found in all of our urine now. So yeah. I, I, I will not say that the ban of DDT was net good because I don't think it was done with our best interests, um, sadly. So I will say that. And my my knowledge of, D, of DDT comes from Suzanne Humphreys in Dissolving Illusion. She lays out pretty clear that that was – got to be careful. I don't know if YouTube cares about this type of stuff because I feel like it's not really that prescient. Relevant, but, yeah. like, yeah, I don't think it's that relevant. But, I, I like, there is a – somewhat of a correlation to paralysis which you often hear about with 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 polio and the fact that we put ddt on literal food and went like yeah. super bug crazy in the time when polio was super on the rise right like and so you you see the the our first episode with uh ben braddock uh the medical red pill volume one i believe the the cover art of the episode is the guy spraying the kids with the ddt yeah. like in the swimming pool or whatever just like going crazy with it like fog machines and shit like and and um so i do think that whatever that's probably overload and i think there were some polio cases that could have just been ddt poisoning and paralysis that is my extent of it you have a little bit more to say on that yeah i will say it's tempting to because i was actually checking out the wikipedia and you know obviously you don't put stock in anything wikipedia obviously that's square especially zero, with steps, that guy jimmy zero. what's his name jimmy something that guy that oh no. jimmy sucks. wales or whatever yeah yeah jimmy wales. What yeah. yeah but no but i i was looking i was just like what does wikipedia have and they they're very consensusy. DDT is bad, which automatically makes you go, "Oh, is it good?" I know. You know, it's good. You know what I mean? Dennis is right. Dennis yeah, is, yeah. Everyone I hate is telling me it sucks, so I yeah. have to at least find some nuance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a huge politics to, you know, it, there's fads in chemistry and and chemical engineering and shit. And that, I just I just refuse to believe. I'm very skeptical of the this idea that we need this one molecule to to do what we say we need it to do. The main thing that DDT people say is that we need it for places in Africa for uh, malaria well, and mosquitoes yeah. and stuff. And, and the thing is, I know some integrated pest management scientist guys from back in the day, and they all say the same thing that like DDT was never, there's this whole narrative that, around DDT that DDT promoters say that is false. So uh, what I mean by that is they'll say things like, you know, oh, DDT was saving millions of Africans lives every year. And then, you know, the Greenpeace types had to come and ban it and, uh, and they have blood on their hands and all this stuff. Um, whenever you hear stuff like that, it, you know, it's usually kind of propaganda ish, you know? And so that the truth is, is that, DDT was never really banned from Africa and it, it does, the mosquitoes do start to develop a tolerance to it. So it loses its efficacy. It's not a, 
a long-term solution to the problem. Um, the second thing is there are integrated pest management ways to just stop the nip the problem in the bud, bud to begin with, and then you could treat it on the back end if you do get a case from malaria with malaria with hydroxychloroquine and stuff like that. So this idea that we that um, this is some feat of chemical engineering and that we need to, I'm just very skeptical of that. Um, is it possible that there is a bunch of bad science around DDT like there is around like secondhand smoking like Crichton talks about and stuff yeah. like that? For sure. I'm sure there is, you know, and um, but I really don't think I don't think that an advanced species an advanced civilization in touch with themselves healthy would settle on DDT as a long-term solution. We'd probably evolve past that. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah. No, I'm with yeah. you. I, and like the whole concept of the book, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you're looking through the free episode feed. It's not on there. It's rarecandy.substack.com. Check out Gain of Fiction. It's great. Again, we talk about more than just what happens in a book. It's 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 a very good, it's just a cat. It's kind of a like a conduit for a good conversation. Um, and the state of fear episode was good. That's a book that a lot of our audience has has read, had read before I uh, we read it, and and um, so we do have that. I think that's that's the fifth Michael Crichton um, book that we've done a gain of fiction episode on. Many more yeah. to come. Um, and uh, so yeah, no, I mean uh, there, there's many more to come. Now I will say the idea of state of fear, the the thesis of it. Even if you don't care about climate change, you find it boring or whatever, uh, non-committal on it. Um, the book is more so taking the latest case, which in what two thousand four, when he wrote the book, mm -hmm. the latest case of bad science, yeah. creating a fear model around bad science because the science is so bad. You need the fear model to push it. So what he does to push it, and to the point where you can, you're just considered a bad person for questioning it. Um, which we see now is basically anything that happens in the world is essentially yeah. following that model. <laughs> like we look once you once you find a couple, it's tougher to research now. Um, I mean, you yeah. can find a lot of stuff, but it's tougher to find anything on Google, which stops a lot of boomers because if it's not on the first page of Google, they assume it's in the scary Alex Jones section, yeah. and they 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 then kind of just um, we're out of here. Um, it, it must be real. From the five to the six, maybe. And um, so it's about bad signs. So even if the DDT ban, like ban or whatever it is, even if let's say there could have been a better way to go about it, was the ban ethical? That's what that's what mm -hmm. Crichton was going at. Perhaps it wasn't right. I, I he would beat me in that debate for sure. <laughs> like I, I, he would win that debate over me. He, and it's and it's, it's like, it is possible to where you do ban DDT. And you fail, you think that'll just solve all the problems and you fail to address the malaria problem in a more holistic way. Right. And you do, and you do cause deaths because you don't have the political will to complete the circle kind of thing. Or what so you that, do is create GMO mosquitoes and yeah. go around everywhere, which is just like state of fear where basically the science, the numbers wasn't, weren't adding and adding up to get more funding for these climate places. So what they do yeah. is they blow up 
underneath the ocean blow up create hurricanes do all these things create lightning from the sky with all this technology uh -huh. and then scare people in these big public places to scare people into believing in climate change so it's the idea is that you think you have the holiest holiest take in the world it is absolute dogma but you're just having a tough time proving it. And we all have those things. We all have yeah. those like beliefs in our own, like where I can yeah. be like, the Beatles are the best. Don't ever, you know, like just these, yeah. these random things where I'm like, I won't hear anything about it. But like somebody who knows more than you could easily shut you down about, you know, certain music thing. So you do yeah. have to kind of like ham it up, get emotional and, and do all that stuff. But this happens from like, this is our tax dollars. This is our money. Like yeah. this is stuff like actually hurts us you know in, in a way yeah. and sets a horrible precedent to where mm, in 2020 you can shut the world down on bad science so that's um essentially my pitch for the book and our episode so go check it out on there there's uh also it's that's episode what 22 of gain of fiction there's a bunch of other ones uh including kafka's the trial um a couple dostoevsky books including notes from underground don't uh, sleep on gain of fiction if you've been listening to oh while, it's dude, amazing people are yeah. dude, people are in on this they love it dude. They, michael they crichton's hurt. me too book which we did with jack yeah. uh, from tpn dude, uh, yeah. disclosure all-time all episode that's one of the best yeah. rc episodes ever um yeah. there's all sorts of stuff even if you haven't <laughs> read the book i guarantee you'll be entertained and you might yeah. want to read the book um and so yeah. it's uh and a lot of times the books have movies attached to it so you can at least see the movie and get like a tangential kind of uh -huh. you know uh a view of 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 what the book's about so anywho let's get on to the next one here uh this one is from uh, another old guest uh jesse hey dudes it's jesse this question is mostly for Sai. so i want to know Fine. when you started to get into rv and just like paranormal and I guess parapsychology shit in general or like what got you into it I'm just I just always imagine the two of you like <laughs> growing up bopping around the bay like playing sports and smoking oh, yeah. weed and listening to Mac Dre and then somewhere in there besides like low-key training to be a psychic master so mm -hmm. yeah what's the story were you always into it or what was like the first experience or thing that you encountered where you're like well, like this shit is for real. Um, yeah, that's all. I hope you're both doing well. By the way, I, lo I love the RV group. It's so fun. Everything I just did my well, some of the sessions for this week, and every time I sit down to do a session, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but every time, my mind is just blown. Like, yeah. I'm, not that I nail it. I mean, it's mostly pretty much wild misses, but it's not all misses you know and obviously i'm a beginner it's just a freaking shit so cool so cool so anyway that's all have fun with the mailbag we'll see you guys later so oh, what before you. you before you answer what she's speaking what she keeps saying oh rv she's talking about remote viewing remote viewing. Uh, remote viewing big part of the show we have episodes dedicated to it um on the free feed and everything so um you can go check out deborah i would say the deborah loon cats one would probably be the, the best oh yeah uh, um i always intro. forget we did that one that's one no of that's a that, that's a that's a big episode too like yeah. people really go back to that one a lot like i checked the numbers i'm like wow it's like people are yeah. listening so but we also have a group in our discord um i don't just let anybody in there because we've had some people uh, be weird but but <laughs> hit hit us up yeah. send an email you can best way to do that is if you can't dm i don't let everyone dm but if you can dm there but uh also email rarecandyindustries at gmail.com just let me know like a little 
thing about yourself or something. So I don't just yeah. admit somebody in there. But there is a remote viewing group where you guys are remote viewing the NFL season. Now, yes. you might say, well, I have no interest in football. Neither does like 80% of the group that does it. Uh, yeah. That has, has no interest need. in football whatsoever. Um, and then you get to then... So I will explain it. There's a there's a um, instructions. There's part messages that are pinned on that channel in our discord. And there's a million other things going on in our discord, too. It's great. Yeah. So um, hit us up. But anyways, to answer her question, go ahead. I'm so glad. Thank you, Jesse. I'm so glad we got a, a remote viewing question because I also she's on the sub stack too. great episode with her. Yep. PKD. We covered it's not an great official episode. gain of fiction, but we covered uh, some PKD short stories with her, which was great. Yep. So I love that one. Yeah. Check out her apothecary as well. She has an apothecary. That's wonderful. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give the long answer if that's cool. So fuck it. It's mailbag, you know, um, it's mailbag. Yeah. Um, well, the short answer you could check. I wrote a piece um, how I proved to myself that human beings are psychic. That's like a Bob's red pill number zero, you could say. Mm -hmm. uh, proto red, you know, proto red. That's before it was an official series before number one. Um, that's mm -hmm. on our subject. That's free. Um, check that out. The short answer is I was living um, uh, at a, I was, I was living in a tiny house in a driveway in Portland. And my landladies were super cool. Uh, my girlfriend and I were still cool with them. They live in Arizona now, but um and they were super based on COVID. Like that's how we kind of all bonded was I actually showed up in a mask. Cause remember you had to like show up in a mask. I, okay. I'll admit it, dude. I showed up in a mask, uh, to tour like apartments and places I wanted to move out of my apartment. Right. And shit, right. Right. When COVID was going on and, uh, I immediately showed up and they're both like, you don't have to wear that fucking mask. I'm like, Oh, thank God. And that was just like the rest is history, you know? And, um, so anyway, her boyfriend, I guess, um, he was like he was really into some crazy shit and he was like yeah i'll teach you guys how to remote view it's this whole crazy thing you can you can use your psychic powers like in a very rigorous way blah 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 and i did it and same thing jesse i had no idea what i was doing i was like whatever i'll just try it blah blah, blah. and i had this one direct hit which was crazy um and that just changed my life and just got me into this um and by the way jesse you had a had a na nailed one uh the other the other week where it was a, the picture was a guy spray painting a, a giant face, like a realistic face graffiti on a sort of wall. No. Yeah, exactly. And then she, her notes were like, uh, is it a face? Blah, blah, blah. And that did correctly pick uh, a win. I forget which team. Was it Jacksonville or something? I don't know. Uh, but uh, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, the I guess the longer answer is, and I got to shout out my co-host Glenn Rockney because you know, we've been friends forever. But uh, there was a time when I went, you know, I went, to the east coast for school for college and i just i was just so unsatisfied it was the most normy fucking just dog shit like i was just so craving just something more and i knew there was more out there i knew that thing reality wasn't material materialistic you know that i knew that there was something going on that there's there's something psychic going on but I was just just craving this. It's just the expansion, and so you saw you saw me go through some some wild yeah. transformations, mm -hmm. you know, where I was just trying yeah. to figure. So it's kind of full. I love that it's full circle, and we're doing this here and everything. But um, I just I had some weird weird moments, you know. I'd always had stuff growing up from the time I was four or five years old. I noticed things and stuff, and then, but then later on, my aunt, who I was really close to, we had a very um, we were close, but then we had just she. I had this crazy synchronicity with her that I won't get mm -hmm. hard to explain, but it was just so profound. Like it, there's zero chance that this happened by chance. 
And uh, I was like, okay, there's something to this reality structure. Um, but yeah, so I, but I always, it's not satisfying to just be like, oh yes, yeah, psychic stuff is real. You want to experience it. And that's what I love about remote viewing is it's a way to put into pra practice every day or every week, kind of hone your skills rather than just being some guy that believes it or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you're just like, oh yeah, I can actually use it. Right. Um, I just had one of my best ones. I've actually been kind of cold this year where even though we've been running the remote viewing project and we've been doing very, very well. And uh, we found some statistical anomalies. If you break down our remote viewing by, by spreads and by certain, you know, like parameters, by certain parameters, we're hitting 75%, which is insane. Um, just by raw percentage, we're hitting 58%, which is right in line with the effect, which over the course of hundreds and thousands of trials is a huge effect. 58% correct predictions. Um, but my first early sessions this year, at least, I wasn't, it was very vague. I wasn't really hitting anything. A lot of people in our group were, and we were prof or not. I, I'm not betting on this, but we were hitting and you would be profitable if you were betting on it. Um, but the last couple of weeks, I've been hitting my stride a little bit. I My last one, I did a creature in a field and I drew this thing and the, the picture was a, a puppy in a field. Um, so I was the direct hit and that did pr correctly predict one of the games. Uh, but yeah, just my, my landlady's boyfriend got us into remote viewing and uh, haven't stopped since. Thanks, Jesse. Bam. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Jesse, and Jesse, it's funny because Jesse and Kelby are, I would say, two of our most talented, our two most talented remote viewers in the group. Kelby will just pop in. You know, he doesn't do it every week. He'll pop in every other week and just fucking nail it. And you're like, dude, who are you, man? It's crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And and Jesse is very consistent. She always does all six or seven, which sometimes we need because sometimes people do three or four. So thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Again, guys, if you guys want to be in the discord and participate in this, there's still a few weeks left in the NFL season, but I'm sure you guys can find perhaps other things to uh, during the off season to, to test this out with. And um, yeah. So on that note, um, this is a, a health related question coming in. Hey, what's up guys? Uh, my name is Thomas. I'm the Ur millennial on Twitter. Um, Big fan of the show. I've gotten a lot of really good stuff from listening to you guys over the past couple of years. Um, so I've got some, like, immune system issues. I haven't made it a full month without contracting some kind of, like, respiratory illness um, in the past year. Like, it's been really bad. Um, and I'm just wondering if you guys know of any kind of, like, you know, tips about immune health that maybe you're not going to hear from, you know, normie doctors or whatever. And, like, Hit me with whatever, like I'll give me a root to chew on or a fucking crystal to stare at. Like I'll I'll yeah. try whatever at this point. Let's go. Um, thanks a lot, gentlemen. Doing God's work out there. Appreciate it. Hope to hear from you soon. Well, um, I would. I mean, for me, I I think I have a, like a pretty good immune system. Um, I definitely feel when it's lower at times. I mean, it's super diet related for me um, a lot of times. Uh, but it does sound like he has like a little extra something happening that um uh make sure you're sleeping enough i i hate sleeping i hate it hate it hate it hate it but you you gotta do it um it you do feel better when you do um god it pains me to say that but the 
I would I I I know I, I would say like just check the the food quality. Um I would to me I know that when I eat a lot of dairy, a lot of dairy words, cheese, meat mixed with like some car or I'm sorry, cheese, like milk, you know, ice cream, things like that mixed with a lot of like carbs, heavy carbs. My my sinuses are fucked and it I might as well be sick when that happens. Right. Like my sign, yeah. my voice is off my I'm sniveling all the time. Just it just it's this mucus thing that happens. So um, I would I would experiment. I would I would just be like, OK, let me eliminate this from my diet for a while and see how I feel. Let me add this. I'm sure you're, you, you probably have a little bit more to say about this than I do, but yeah, go ahead. No, I, I love that. Yeah. That's square one. Some people are really sensitive to certain processed foods and stuff. And you, yeah, you, it's terrain, you know, terrain theory. Hello. You know, uh, yeah. where um, I will say definitely, you know, baseline is zinc. Uh, you got to have zinc and um, uh, form of zinc. You know, you can do, you know, zinc glycinate, just like magnesium glycinate's good. Um, you know, ionic zinc, stuff like that. Uh, try that first. You know, you take it every day or at least three, four times a week with a heavy meal, like biggest meal of the day after so you don't get a stomach ache and stuff. Uh, vitamin D and vitamin C. My favorite source of vitamin C is omelette berry capsules because uh, it's just got a host of other benefits. It'll keep your bowels moving and all that stuff. Uh, we've been doing a, a lot of that here. We need to capsule some more. Um, those are the basics just in case you don't haven't done that yet where I know people <laughs> will take like all sorts of medicinal mushrooms and shit that are great for your immune system, but they'll be zinc deficient. And, um, you know, that's just like square one. And uh, it's hard to get in food and stuff like that. Or you could do oysters if you like that and all that. Um, and then, yeah, the, the limit the processed foods, sleep. Like you said, you can experiment with sleeping grounded. You know, just get one of those. You can get like a $20 half sheet on Amazon, plug it into the, wo- the wall, the ground socket of the wall. That will increase your sleep quality and it'll lower your cortisol and stuff, you know, and, and definitely boost your immune system. And, um, in terms of herbs, if you're not doing reishi yet, of course, that's probably the number one thing. And also astragalus extract is like if it's not good for acute stuff, but it will tonify and build up over weeks and months and years. Astragalus is a good, very underrated tonic herb, good for Lyme disease, stuff like that. Really tricky. You know, that's kind of the thing, right? Is like you say this, these things keep happening. Um, and so that's kind of what you know it's like a, it's a chronic thing that's what lyme disease is like a chronic thing um where people have really gotten better by doing the astragalus thing and kind of tonifying that way and i do have a i do have a friend uh who doesn't live in portland anymore but they they would uh always be getting sick all the time uh even though they took pretty good care of their health and ate pretty healthy and stuff and cooked a lot of their own foods and I was just like, yo, just get on the zinc, get on the reishi, do it, do these three, four things. And it transformed their life. And they, they, that was just my basic advice, you know? So definitely do that stuff first. Shout out. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Next one that comes up. Um, this one is a, uh, from, from a guy by the name of stained Haynes. Big, big Twitter user and everything. Uh, I see him on the TL from time to time. Um, shout out to him. And he's got a like kind of a hypothetical question. I actually like this. And I have a question to tack on 
to Hello. it. Um, I think it's I think it's I think it's good. I like these hypotheticals. Yeah. Hello, is it Stain Haynes? I hope this finds you well. And I got a question. If two people you absolutely hated got into a long, drawn out fight to the death, would you be crestfallen that one of them won or happy that one of them lost? I will say, man, if I saw Okay, so let's let's set up. Who who would it be? Um Gates, obviously one of them, right? You mm-hmm. you would be it'd be Gates and then like Soros, right? Let's just yeah. say let's just say that something that everybody, you know, the, the names that everyone knows, most of our audience probably shares the same distaste for both of those guys. Let's say they both go. Yeah. And let's say probably Bill Gates kicks his ass just because of age and you know, Soros is, would just slither on the floor and stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> let's just say that Gates wins. I'm not going to lie. Just the sports guy in me. I'd have just the slight point two point two oh oh two percent respect for Gates for like handling business. Like, <laughs> I, like just like you won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just like you won. You know, yeah. like it's like old time <laughs> thing. Like you like we dueled. You know, you dueled Barry Lyndon style. Like you, you, yeah, you, 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 you dueled in the, in the thing. And I'm like, you, you kind of, you went after it. Now I wouldn't like him anymore, but um, then yeah, for sure. Hey man, you knocked out, you took you took out one of the guys. I mean like now he, you know, Gates takes out Soros. I think Gates just takes everything that Soros owns and probably executes the same stuff. They're probably boys. Um, So yeah, that would be scary. But at the time I'd be like, yo, that was crazy. And I'm probably gambling on it. Did Gates cover the over under hit? Like there are, there are things like there are certain elements like great, look, great fighters, great players win elite players cover, cover, yeah, cover the spread. Um, Yeah. yeah. What would you say? I, I think, I don't know if there's much I could add on to that. I agree with that 100%. Um, well, I yeah, have a, I have a, I, yeah, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go what's ahead. your, no, what's your tack on? I want to hear it. Yeah. I can't, so it's kind of different, but it's a similar, it. it's a similar uh, vein. Cause I was thinking about this the other day. How would you interpret this? Yeah. This hasn't happened to me, but like I've seen, I, I've just heard certain things and read certain things in books of like things happening to characters. Let's say you have a bunch of near misses, right? Like, like a near miss. Let's say a car almost hits you. Something almost yeah. falls like a branch falls right next to you. Um, and let's say that everybody at a place gets sick except for you and you get make it through like all these things happen. Do you interpret that as constantly being around danger or being lucky? Like, like, yeah. is it a sign that you need to get out of somewhere or do you like, no, you're alpha as fuck and you're just handling business? How do you take that? I both. I think it's like if you get a lot of near misses, it's kind of like, all right, I'm my protection is working. My talismans are 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 functioning, but also I need to I don't I don't want to rely on that. You know, I don't know if that's a cop out answer. Yeah. To clean up your act, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Because like or or do you go buy a lottery ticket? Like, do you go gamble? Like, cause that's, yeah. that's what yes. I wonder. Always are yes you, are you lucky no. No. or yes are you, are, sure. are you being warned? Yeah. That's what I wonder. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, cause it's tough to say, cause do you believe in destiny where it's like, you're not going to die. That's not the way I had you die. That branch is going to fall next to you. Yeah. Or do you believe that every action that you do can then steer it in the other direction? Kind of a final destination. You kind of question, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was just, I was just wondering. Um, yeah that's a great question love that guy's voice too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah no 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 he's been on the car crash he's he's right he's out oh, there yeah. man yeah 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 i've uh, yeah. 
I've never, I don't, he's never been, I don't think him and I have ever spoken, but yeah, I was just, you know, I think he, he, he asked the hypothetical and I liked it. So, um, let's, uh, get to the next one. Um, college football. Sure. Why not? We got a question. Yeah. This is from ACE. Um, everybody in the discord ace is a legend in the discord uh dukes or death in there um and uh he is unfortunately right. asking this question from a maximum security prison that's why the audio is so bad um yeah. uh sorry free ace yeah up, it's your boy ace Lahoulian, coming at you uh, very rainy outside but uh that was a mailbag episode my question to you guys is um, do you think it was the last great college football season possibly this year? Between all the uh the conference realignments and uh a lot of the uh California teams gonna be playing with the uh big beefy corn fed boys in the Midwest and the Big Ten and um the talk of the ever changing talk of uh, the expansion of the college football playoff. Is this the last good year of college football quite possibly? So yeah. Uh, he basically, if you guys couldn't hear that, um, uh, he's saying right now, college football, there's a huge realignment, right? So let's, let's say it like this college football. There, there's some, if you guys don't know anything about college football, if you think it's the same as like the NFL or whatever, it's, it's, it's definitely not. And college football is a local thing. You can disappear into a conference and never go outside of it. Like if you're from yeah. the South sec football, you could just live in sec, sec football land. You can, yeah. you go to events, even if you don't love the game, like there's always festive events. It seems I get really jealous. I would love to do an RC sec tour uh, one day yeah. and go to like three or four stadiums say what's up to some mutuals in the south would love to do that sometime maybe even look doesn't have to be sec it can be west virginia all these other places but right now those conferences are all becoming consolidating into the big conferences right so picture it as like globalization of college football right globalized instead of a local localized part of it so that part is a little bit scary um the fact that you know usc and, and geographically it's really weird I, it was kind of weird to begin with but like you're gonna have cal and stanford playing in the atlantic coast conference yeah. um like that's odd yeah. you're gonna have people playing in like the big 10 but ace i ask you this what could be cooler than lincoln riley led usc losing 10 to 9 against iowa <laughs> yeah what could be cooler that's great. That could be fun. That could be some fun multiculturalism happening where it's like it's still because I, I think I think, you know, the 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 people moving in are going to have a tough time adjusting. But I don't think that the Big Ten guys that are welcoming in Pac-12 players who Pac-12 look, they're having a hell of a season. This is the best Pac-12 yeah. season of my lifetime. Not it's even kind close. of ironic, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. it's not it's not even close. So um, and I and I do think with the NIL and transfer portal at college is becoming a pro sport which i was a little scared of but i think the transfer portal is working really well you're getting guys who weren't starting at their own universities um perhaps by year three or year four and then they're like oh crap like i'm not ever going to see the field at alabama i'm going to go transfer to texas tech yeah or something Mexico State. and, then, and yeah. yeah and then then we see some of the, we see more good talent elsewhere it does break up some of the big giants um yeah. uh to where like you know actually if somebody knows they can be the big dog at another school, um, the transfer portal really does help. And I think that's going to help in this. There's, there are pros to this. And also the college football playoff only having four teams really sucks because bowl season sucks now, essentially yeah. like out uh, exterior bowl season. So you will 
you know, like the the Midas or Meineke Carbol or whatever, like the, the those things don't mean anything. They were already not great to begin with, but like the Gator Bowl, like any non-college football playoff, there's only four teams for that. So we were watching yeah. hundreds and hundreds of teams play for four teams to happen. Yeah. So what I think they're going to move to, and it does seem that it's going to expand, I believe, to 12 teams, if I'm not mistaken, or I, I can't remember what the final number is going to be, but it's going to be more. That means more teams are in it till the end. You see better games. And eventually, I think they're going to get to like 16 and create somewhat of an NCAA tournament uh, yeah. kind of thing. Because essentially, what you've done is you've basically said, look, we don't want the computer picking BCS national champions anymore. We want a tournament. That's what everybody wants. The players can make money now in college. So it's it's not this exploited epic Marxist takedown of college football. Um, so therefore the players can make money there, can make money off their name, image and licensing and all that stuff. So it's ethical as well. And I actually am not blackpilled on college football because I'm an NFL fan. So if it's becoming the NFL, the reason I love college football is to watch the next great NFL player, but I do love college on its own too. So, um, if you are that like localist fan, yeah, that's over, but it kind of has been over ever since like social media and like Reddit and all that stuff. Like yeah. it, it, it was, you saw where the slippery slope was. So yeah. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm a Cal fan, you know, and I, I haven't mm-hmm. been keeping tabs with them, you know, horribly accurately over, over the years. They just won the big game. They just won the big game. They did. They did. Yeah. And um, is that still going? That's still going to happen, right? Big game. Uh, well, I think they're transferring. Aren't they going to the same conference? Same, so it yeah. should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, either way, you still have your out of conference opponents. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so like, the ACC I, I, thing, I'm like, yeah, let's shake it up. Let's see what happens. I do think that, I mean, the USC thing is funny. They like they they're just garbage school. Lincoln Riley's trash coach. Trash. Yeah, it's like, dude, you can't run a college program like that. Anyway, but so yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I think it's becoming more. It's like when the internet first hit, you could talk to someone, you know, like a like across the country or something. I feel like that's kind of happening. You know, it's kind of becoming globalized in some way or networked in a different way. Geography doesn't matter as much. Um, But yeah, I do think there is some kind of uh, uh, old nostalgia thing with the college that will be gone forever, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. But there's always, there's always, my whole life there's been college football controversies and bowl games and rankings and everything. It's just part of what college football is, right? It's mm-hmm. just it's just always what it is. So yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Agreed. And yeah. it does get rid of it also does get rid of the okay, this team's really good. Yeah, but they haven't played anybody because like but uh-huh. now the, now all the conferences kind of do play in yeah. the same thing. So as it's gonna suck for the first couple of years, I think, yeah. because it does suck. It's cool to like watch certain conferences like kind of battle it out but it'll be for a while it'll be like well okay but like we're gonna get a more honest top 25 i think um of teams because they are gonna in in the most part we've seen them play similar teams from each other i don't know how much the schedules are going to change but i'm not the expert on college football the armenian's really good at that so listen to the back wall um he's he's great by the way duke i should have taken your um uh your swift over rushing yards I was, oh, I was, yeah. I saw it in the Nailed. discord. I fucking, I, uh, created a little thing, created a little parlay. I got four to five. So it was still good, but I took swift over rushing attempts and I swear they fucking counted it wrong. Cause they, he got 12, you know? Um, 
but I took the attempts instead of the yards, and that was the one that didn't hit. Where that would have been wow. a big, five out of five, but it went a big. But I still got four out of five, so it was still all right. But I, I should have taken, and I knew it too. I fucking knew. I saw it. I was like, I'm gonna regret fading, uh, not even fading, but just not following. Dude, Ignoring, yes. And um, and yeah, I, I, I had to pay for that. All right. So next one, it's a three-parter. This is from Frank Ross, another longtime listener. Frank Ross, yep. amazing runner. My lord, you watch that guy's Strava stats, man. Amazing, know, amazing. Like fucking six-minute miles and stuff. Just stuff that I couldn't do in my prime, even though I was a marathon runner. I couldn't. I. I couldn't even touch what that dude's doing. So shout out to him. And uh, he was on Gain of Fiction Volume 4, American Tabloid, as the resident JFK schizo. Um, I say that with love because that man knows everything about that case, uh, the, the base stuff, too. Um, so, all right, uh, here we go. Hey, Rare Candy, long time listener. Um, wanted to ask you guys um, a couple questions, but I think there are. Three in particular. You don't have to answer all of them, but oh, I'm gonna first, answer. what's your go-to turkey day food item? Question two: In the in your lifetime, what do you think has been the biggest culture shock, political moment, et cetera, et cetera, that you've experienced? And the third question: Since starting Rare Candy, and the you know the people that came up with you um the the one that's really popping in my mind is the 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 black.com pill gentlemen <laughs> do you feel like there have you've seen the scene in some senses crumble get stronger change how has that been that's the one i'm the most interested in obviously but hey you know if you have questions to answer any of them oh, uh, i'm thankful but even if not uh appreciate the pod helping me get through this vlog at work Take it easy, guys. Uh, sincerely, Frank. Later. Oh yeah, shut up. Take it through. Take it. Take it. Take the first one. Turkey Day, Thanksgiving. It is coming up. Um, well, you you probably have a different Thanksgiving than a lot of people. So so, what do you do? Well, it's all the same basic stuff, just updated. I'll I'll just quote Mac Dre on this one. Um, I like gravy on my potatoes. Wrap and break mm. hose is how my day goes. Um, yeah, so true. Answers, yeah. Just like you. That answers. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. That's me. A gravy. I'm a big gravy guy. Yeah, I like making it. Like yeah. I'll do a shiitake powder gravy all day. Yeah. Wow. It's um. Yeah, so. Yeah. I don't get. I one thing I can't stand. My mom's like this. Um. She doesn't like her food touching. <sighs> what? I don't get. No. There's a lot of. There's many such cases. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that are like. I don't like when my food's touching. I'm like, okay, it's literally all going to the same receptacle though. And, and, um, same orifice. And, uh, I, for me, what I do, I, I love, I love Turkey. That's a weird, people have like done this weird Turkey hate thing. It's very Reddit, very weird. Like, like when do we make another meat for Thanksgiving? No, why don't we have Turkey? Fucking it's good. And, um, (laughs) So turkey, mashed potatoes, not the biggest gravy guy, but I will. It's fine. It's not don't it's not averse to it, but I, I like just a buttery potato because what I do is I take that. I make I make a dinner roll sandwich. I make about three or four dinner roll sliders. Mm-hmm. Take the dinner roll. Cut it open. Turkey, mashed potatoes, green beans yeah. in there, too. A little cranberry sauce if you want. I'm not yeah. I'm not super big on it, but it, but it's fine. It tastes fine in there. Um, just put like every part of Thanksgiving in there yeah. and then just Love make that. the Thanksgiving, make Thanksgiving sliders, eat the rest of the shrapnel 
um, yeah. that falls from it, and and you're good. Everyone looks at you weird, but you won. So yeah. you're already weird because you're a rare candy fan at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, I love that. They pulled yeah, out. I the, love the strap. Uh, yeah, they double Slide mask. It. They're double masked, so they're weird. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's uh that's a major life hack. Um, the second one was the major. Was it the major political or like cataclysmic moment? Basically, huge cultural political moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the easy answer is COVID, but we talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. Fuck. I, I mean, it's got to be COVID. I mean, how did? How was it not? Like, it's just. It's just. It's just crazy to see how it happened. I mean, Katrina. Katrina was crazy. I just didn't live there, so like that. That was crazy um and just seeing i mean really seeing the state i know frank can relate to this seeing the state just get like california just just get like insanely expensive with like less and less redeeming value and them just selling you on the dia selling you on this like fake mythos of texas like not having roads or electricity or something they look like people in california it's like well like i mean they had a blackout so like our taxes (laughs) like they we make sure that doesn't happen there's ice on the roads and stuff like and they they so that and then you and you can't get abortions and everyone just wants to shoot you there yeah in texas is what they say so in california just seeing california become the anti this state but never the most beautiful state that i actually know um like just not kind of resting on its laurels while then like it's legal to just steal things from stores or something like while that while that becomes but you can't have a gun and just all these uh crazy things but yeah and then and then COVID, just watching really just the entire event of like the world just 4x fast forward on like decay that should be happening over like a hundred years um feels like it's happened in about four years um that has been just awful um but you know then again we have this so yeah yeah and 9-11 too pretty crazy i know that's pretty crazy i don't know if that's a cop answer but it's the truth it's just like yo like i remember like i said i remember being a, a kid and seen on the news like oh yeah they they couldn't find the plane black boxes but they found the passports on the street and they were reporting that i'm like oh they're they're lying about that like why why would they lie about that on the news you know and i'm fucking based like, oh, 11 okay. year old yeah yeah <laughs> like, let's go dude let's fucking go yeah <laughs> set me yeah. up set us off dude yeah yeah because i heard about it from howard stern my yeah. parents had howard stern on they didn't have the news on because it's california right so we're i'm getting 6 ready for school it's yeah 6 6 30 or whatever getting ready for school and all of a sudden like i thought it was a bit yeah but then like you know we we know now howard stern's super serial voice now because of covid and stuff we know that like it's real serious so but back yeah. then like howard stern was never serious mm-hmm. so it was like kind of yeah. crazy and like we didn't might like you know you're ready for like and we're live outside and it's like a woman riding a sibian outside the like uh the the uh twin towers and it's like a joke but then we're like no it and then a second plane hit when like then it got really sour like it just like the Mm -hmm. mood got really sour and i still didn't get it i was like okay planes went down planes went into buildings like whatever but i remember like feeling just this mood change of like my parents never cared about like any of these crazy things and they or if they did they wouldn't talk about them with me or anything or kind of and would keep it light but then the mood just got really sour and they never got like full on like let's go to war find like you know osama bin laden blah 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 that never that never happened but i just remember them being like just overall like more like scared and on edge and you know that's right after y2k which they didn't buy into but it all these things happening at once was kind of kind of feels like 
we're at that point right now, but now it's just every week. Yeah. Just every week, you know, and we're like the other day, somebody tried to get me to care about Argentina politics. I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, Yeah. I like literally just, I'm going to nod until you stop talking to me about that. Like, yeah, Yeah. cool. Sick. Uh, Like, no, that's way too far away. hundred percent. Yeah. So, right. So now our span of care has to go across the whole globe um, of things that happen. But, but yeah. Um, the last part, um, he brought, he brought up CRK. I unfortunately, you know, I don't want to say I had a falling out with him, but I mean, I, I don't know. It was weird. I got woke up one day and I was blocked. So, um, yeah, whatever. Is that what that, CR, is that what that question? Black, I was black.com. He was saying yeah. that was, who, that, was no, that triggered something. I was like, CRK. he associated with, I, I get it. We used to go on fed posts all the time. Still yeah. friends with Slav and COH. Great guys. We're going to get Slav mm-hmm. on soon. Probably do something with COH too. Like, I mean, those are, those are good guys. It was never that um and i don't have no idea what that guy's up to right now all i know is all i'm gonna say is this that dude freaked out after getting mentioned in vanity fair and i was like damn i want to get mentioned in vanity fair i was like (laughs) i I was like i don't want to be around people who are scared of greatness so um that's like that like straight up bro like that's why i fuck with agitator they're like full on let's do everything cool and like let's do it you know tpn all these guys like they're like let's just do cool things and blow this up i don't this is not like a super secret operation that we do and i don't want it to be no and i i'm not one of those people that works at the i don't know what he does but i I know there's a lot of people that work in the damn libtard factory making dei videos that get spread to every five fortune 500 company but they have a roman statue avi that they secretly post on on twitter that's not me that's like thing, we're I, too like blue collar to care it's you know, us. people that are making this is us yeah and we've yeah. all been in those group chats won't say who or what where you know, yeah everyone everyone's working for fucking jp morgan making right yeah a year but they're based oh great you know what i mean it's like okay it's like yo i'm i'm like yeah it's like i'm i'm like you said like you you're waking up at like fucking well guess what i would and... shoot myself in the office at jp morgan i'm based yeah <laughs> yeah and that's not a shot at crk i'm mean, that's just got, no i don't you know, know what he a... does i know no, nothing yeah. about that guy truly i and, remember and, that day. but but i but yeah it took me back to that moment of realizing I, and i what feel that and i'm not trying to sound condescending or like oh poor crk i'm not sure this is nothing like that um but i remember that day when all that went down and that was kind of a vicious day <laughs> and a lot of people were blocked and i remember him he was actually like because you were blocked in the main account but then he was kind of dming me and be like i'm sorry bro like you know it it i just had a bad day blah, blah. and i was just like that kind of got me off like Twitter. I'm like, yo, I need to like not be on this side as much, you know, but I just feel, I was like, dude, clearly had like a men- little bit of a mental crack. And that's, I'm, and it's just, it happens. It fucking happens, you know, and it happens. And Look, the, the, I, the seed was always there with that dude though. I feel, you know, no, like, I, I, it's like, and I, I can tell like, look, yeah. I, I did my last episode of the Glenn word was kind of about like what friends are, where I was just mm-hmm. like, not everyone that comes on your show as a guest, as a guest is like your friend, right? It's like, yeah. it's not the way you Dick Cavett didn't have people come on his late night show. And say, this is my friend. Yeah. No, this is the person I'm talking to. It can be a very fun conversation. It can lead to a friendship. It doesn't always have to. And there are certain points when you realize we're not the same person by the, I, by the I, nature I, of what we do. It just isn't right. that, you know, just no. And then there are it. some people, like I said, like Kelby and David, people that we've met that are like, Homies. damn, these, these are like, like, okay, these are my friends. Like I, yeah. I can be friends with these people. I, you know, I've had lunch with Ben Braddock, like these people that are, oh, yeah. that are cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're fun people and, um, and, and all that, like I, that, that I've noticed has been, has been cool, but like, we've also been insulated in our world because you and I didn't meet on Twitter. So it's a bit yeah. different. I feel like if you meet your co-host on Twitter and then first off, you don't develop 
that I feel like there's a the there's like the hourglass that gets tipped over where it's like this has to work by a certain point or else we don't do it anymore because we met on Twitter and we're trying to have the most base podcast. Yeah. It's like no, you and I were just like let's just do this. Yeah, and we knew each other and it doesn't matter even even if it nobody ever listened to it, it's still very fun. Yeah. to do now we're thankful for the couple thousand people yeah a couple thousand i'll i'll I'm, it's sick like and even doing sick. this q and this uh yeah. mailbag is oh, these are always like a good touchstone where I'm like yeah yeah, yeah people yeah. are actually checking in it's these are real people and they're right cool. and and they're seeing cool. like going to like apple and seeing that like you know x amount of people like took the time to leave you a review which really helps us if you guys do mm -hmm. that and um and things like that that stuff is like really cool but like you and i have always like it doesn't matter like it's not this isn't based in like a cyber world like we've yeah. exist within our own thing and then like i felt like everybody else had this idea to like not everybody else but like a lot of other people that maybe don't have their show anymore or anything it kind of felt like well if i don't get to this landmark by this time it's not going to work and it's like no that's why i value delusions of grandeur in men yeah. is you have to have a slight amount of it because if you're worried about who's listening how many people are listening or what the current thing is or whatever that is instead of just having fun and just pouring everything out into it it's to quote south park you're gonna have a bad time if, if yeah. that's gonna happen and we've seen people you see people have a bad time have their meltdowns yeah um for me i'm kind of ruthless with stuff like that like i don't really care about other people's mental health except for like 15 people um yeah. like just take it off take it out of here go leave you know what i mean like you you know this is clearly the root of all your issues get off of there um again not a shot directly at him you see it happen every day with other people so i'm always yeah. just like look like i've been there you 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 clearly see what's causing you the problem get out of there yeah. um and so it's to, to me it's like let's just let, let let's rock push to the moon i fuck, i wish some fucking psyop journalist would write a fucking article about us dude dude it'd be endless fodder for good times and jokes lie i don't give know? a fuck lie yeah. in that shit I, yeah like yeah. like like put put that in there i wish dude i yeah. wish like let's just say that much so um yeah yeah yeah, on that, on that note, thanks, Frank, for the questions. That's uh, mm -hmm. that's great. Hopefully, that answered it. I mean, like, like we we look. You see who keeps appearing on the show, but lately we've been going more solo. Mm -hmm. Like lately we've been going more solo because it's an easier to schedule. It's easier energy. It's a quicker energy. And like I said, the numbers look better. And I'm like, well, if all those yeah. things line up, let's just keep doing it. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, like, the, like the guests are for for me now for us. I feel I once you were like, yeah, the solo numbers are crazy. I'm like, I, first of all, I was a shot. I was like damn that's cool as fuck no it, so it now it's like yo let's that way let's, yeah no it didn't, yeah it didn't used to be that way that's at all. crazy now we i'm like way more dependent. Mm -hmm. yeah now i'm like let's get deborah lynn Katz on it maybe half the people listen to it but i just want to talk to her right look there yeah. those will happen there's gonna be more guests uh, we're gonna shoot for some you know hopefully get some you know nice big names on here but when you get a big when you get a big name it's like you gotta put a nice shirt on you gotta yeah. like the, yeah. the energy's different it's, it's the it's rogan not button up with elon yeah. the first time you know yeah, it's not yeah. worse it's not worse but it's different it's like you have to you know and then like when it's this it's just we're riffing and we're going and we like we don't i don't worry about what i should say that might fuck you up and vice versa when you have somebody yeah. on and it's like guy oh maybe i shouldn't have joked about that maybe that hasn't happened but you know your mind starts racing so yeah that's uh that's how that goes so our last question is um and again if i missed yours sorry i don't think i did but if i missed yours just let me know we'll put it on the next one we do mailbag episodes but like like i said the the number like just 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 leave you know i'll, I'll say it again here um the number is 510-256-9850 just leave a voicemail if it pops up i'll 
try to incorporate it our best into the next uh, solo episode. And um, it could be about anything. Ask about music, fucking movies, any any yeah. of that stuff, or health, any of that. Anything we talk about on here. It's a big show, so we talk about all yeah. types of stuff. And um, the last one is from our boy, Sean. Used to be Hawaii. Now he's Japan, Sean. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, dude. Want... Shout out Sean, dude. Hell Literally yeah. the like first person, I think, that yeah. like, was a real person that said, like, hey, this show's sick, dude. Like, yeah. And, yeah, I knew him from football Twitter. Raiders. Uh, Raider Nation. Yeah, yeah, all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, five and six, it's exactly where you want to be when you want to win the title. Uh, yeah. You know, we got, yep. we got the NFL right where we want him. So uh, I was out of here. I know he's happy about that, dude. Yeah. So, so, yeah, well, yeah. So he asked, um, why does it seem like the average person has no issues with AI? <laughs> shit is a this shit is a weapon yeah i agree um i have you know sean the sean stone episode i thought was he put that pretty well he's like look it's here so what do you what are you gonna do mm-hmm. like like you i we don't have the tech to go back that'd be a funny concept you find yeah. the tech to go back in time to stop ai but the tech was developed by ai yeah it's like a back, weird yeah yeah to get you yeah. back in time to go uh-huh. do but then ai also just doesn't let you actually alter it like yeah, yeah so uh, no that, yeah. that would be sick but no i i wish i could um i for what we use it for like fun shirts and stuff that's that's great and like I, I know david and kelby like they like they say it can help them with like all the arduous parts of like formatting mm-hmm. and writing and like you know prompting and like all these yeah. kind of things they, they, they've talked about that on agitator and i i that made sense to me um low res who I, I i'm gonna get on the show too uh low res uh wonder bread uh, independent director uh he's uh am- really really good at what he does and he says he yeah. uses certain things which i want to ask him about um i all that stuff's great when it helps the average you know man and what and whatever just get what they need done um and allows them to get more things done in the day that's great i just know that's not why there's a huge push for ai it's yeah. not to help the average man like the ai took down our fucking episode uh the furry one like yeah. literally youtube used ai <laughs> to comb through which you know it was some fucking furry like coder yeah. there like furry designed the moderna vaccine which i think that's what we said so if they, hopefully this does hopefully they don't find it again which is true which is true. It, yeah. Again, it's literally true. So, um, yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. But, but like that type of stuff. It's like I know for a fact that it's going to be used to censor us. It's also AI to me eliminates meritocracy. Like to, to like pulverizes it because yeah. it does level the playing field they're right about that people are like will say like and they'll use it for like this inclusion thing but it's like that's how you get these shitty fucking netflix scripts like it's like these chat yeah. gpt ass like ai things and i always think that humans become the newest technology n- rather than the other way around where all they do is see yeah. what ai does and then duplicate it as humans rather than using it to grow and create great things now that could be the next great person is the person who merges both and I'm not saying that that's not there. I'm not saying that we won't do that. But for a while, I just I see that people use it as a way to be lazy. And that's what I don't like. It's a way to be lazy. It's a way to yeah. like I, it, you should be using all these things as like an armor, right? Like the knights that walk from finding, you know, those movies where the guy's like, fuck, I'm going to use this as a shield. I'm going to use it. Like, you should be using all these tools while not changing your goal but i think a lot of people just like abandon their goals and just like create like random kind of baseline good level shit with it and i'm like yeah yeah floods the market i don't like it yeah i mean it's you think about it like to sean's point the 
Microsoft, I just found out today, Microsoft, for all the stuff they're investing in, all the dumb farmland, all the other tech stuff, they're putting like $60 billion into this huge uh, AGI, artificial general intelligence, you know, uh, um, just, yeah, trying to, just, just trying to get there. And again, these are just fucking psychos that are running this shit, dude. And the human yeah. element too. And then, and then you see that like the, there's a big drama with OpenAI, like half their board resigned and they kicked out the founding member guy. This is um, the chat GPT company, OpenAI. So the human element to this is just like, how can we trust these people? How can we trust the models and weights that are being pushed onto this? It's fucking insane. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's going to be very interesting. It's kind of like, do you ever feel like you ever like, you were just like scratching your ass in the shower and then you realize, holy shit, AI is here. And it's like fucking growing every, just that, like that weird realization. You're like, where you, yeah, you know, the important thing is that we have souls, right? And then, mm -hmm. but do we, I mean, do I, mean, I know we do, but we, we ignore it and we don't utilize right. it and we're going to give it up to the AI thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great question. I agree. And um, and you're in Japan, which like worships AI, you know, at like it's right. like every new tech. This yeah, I was gonna say Sean probably is having some mind-boggling yeah. conversations <laughs> about yeah. AI with people there. Yeah, hundred percent. Who's the uh, the uh, who's the conspiracy guy that I, I it's so, so about like James? Um, he lives in Japan. James. Right. Fuck. Who's Latham's been on his show and stuff? He's great. Dude. He's oh, like Corbett. really Corbett. Corbett. Yeah. James Corbett. Um, Corbett he lives Corbett. in Japan, and he his whole thing is like, yeah, their tech is insane, and they're all about it. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. But shout no, out I, Sean. You know, I also will say this: Rare Candy will have a Hawaii branch one of these days, and it'll hopefully it'll be when your Japan stints up and you come back home. Yeah. And we'll we'll chop it up. Yeah, he gave got, the Jeremy Maui episode a thumbs up. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, based checks out. Yeah, yeah, so that was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad mm -hmm. to hear that. So. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's about it. Uh, one last thing I had to report was that my my mom, um, my mom's a very well-meaning uh, liberal. She did not raise me politically correct, um, but I think she's felt yeah. like a kind of a guilt complex of like, oh, I used to say all these like words and never like like hardcore like racial slurs, but you know, just like kind of you know, funny as hell, <laughs> like and and uh, but um, so like she does this like thing where. And she uh, only does audiobooks now. So like, like, uh, but she she tears through them. Like she'll, I've recommended her a few. Like, uh, um, she did read did did Ubik and like a lot of really cool um, stuff like that. So uh, she was uh, lamenting to me that the last four audiobooks that she <laughs> read had um, hard R N words like all in them and stuff. And um, so one of them was Blood Meridian. That one was was rocking her pretty good. She liked did say she liked the book, but she's like, oh, I need a palate cleanser. So then she puts on Larry McMurtry's Lonesome Dove, which is like the same thing, I think. Like, it's, I haven't read either book yet. They will be uh, read. But yeah. uh, she, like, it's a Western, old Western, of course. It's going to have, it's a, a thousand page novel. <laughs> why would why would you write one if you, you know, weren't going to pepper a few in there? And uh, yeah. Um, and then like, I forget what the other book she read was. Uh, but then after that, she's like, Oh, I, um, I'm going to read uh, Flannery O'Connor, which is a woman, uh, uh, called wise blood. She goes, woman wrote written book. Like, this will be perfect. It's just like, bam, 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 just like, you know, like, like all in there. And it's funny oh, because yeah. she's reading it. Um, she's not having headphones in. This is being 
on Alexa is reading it. So like she's like scrambling to shut the windows so the neighbors yeah. don't hear like Alexa or you know Tommy Lee Jones saying it for like Blood yeah. Meridian or I don't I don't I think he, I can't remember if he does Lonesome Dove or Blood Meridian audiobook, <laughs> but like just dropping you know hard R's. It's, it's so funny. I just no, I the love concept it. of that. It's like what a time to be alive. Yeah. What a time to be alive um, <laughs> for that to happen. So, um, yeah, so that's great. that's I've been meaning to say that um, for a while on, oh, on yeah. the show. So um, <laughs> on that note, yeah, go go check out the Substack. There's free and paid subscription options free. Uh, you get all the written stuff that's on there and then paid. Yeah. Uh, you get, uh, mm, I don't know, almost 60 uh, rare candy episodes, including 22 gain of fiction, three coast to coast stuff. I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to annoy Scott to see what his schedule is like so we can do another coast to coast episode because uh, those are absolute uh, crowd yeah. favorites, including me in the crowd being yeah. one of my favorites um so we're gonna have to try to get those going again and uh again that's only five bucks a month so that's like i don't know we do we we update it weekly all uh, we do two a week we do two episodes a week half for free half for paid so it's uh you, you get your money's worth it's not just like every other one or or something mm-hmm. and um uh andrew witstat i just uh, uh posted it today but andrew witstat wrote um an a review of the david fincher's the killer which um i loved he had mixed reviews on um so i i liked it i liked his his review was good i i disagreed with with certain elements of it but i and i really enjoyed it and there were certain parts of you know the narrative that or you know that that fincher was doing in there that he didn't particularly care for but go check it out i think it's really well written and um one last thing i have to recommend i have to recommend the show Adam Lehrer loves it. Everybody else I know loves it. Um, it's Nathan Fielder's new show um, called The Curse with <laughs> Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder. It is so good. Oh yeah, it is definitely the best, the best, and kind of like least amount of pulled punches of critique of like modernity and like liberalism, and also like critique because you know a lot of these shows when you're like critiquing like woke liberals, you're still kind of like acting like it's just their fault and like that there's nobody like scamming them you know what i mean like like mm-hmm. like so this show takes place in like the uh new mexico um kind of outside uh santa fe so there's like a big indigenous population here and like it all yeah. sides get their part of it and it is so good it's like kind of like a peek behind the curtain of like reality tv um but it is it, it it'll make you laugh and also it's like I, I needed to wait for two episodes to be like, I didn't want them to like kind of get pushed back on social media after week one and then, and then or episode one and then go like, Oh, actually now it's this and this. And we're, we actually explained, you know, what we're doing is actually amplifying these voices. No, mm-hmm. it is a scathing critique, but very well done. Um, Emma Stone's great. And, um, and Nathan Fielder's phenomenal. If you're not watching the curse, it is the best thing on TV right now. I what think it's. I think it's, it it's weird. It's one of those like I don't. This, it's that weird like bureaucratic like streaming thing where it's like it's on this one and this one and then yeah. this one, but not this <laughs> one. Um, so I have it on Showtime um, okay. through Prime. I believe it's on Paramount Plus as well. Uh, so I, I think. Word. Um, but it is phenomenal. Um, and I want to get Adam on to talk about it. I, 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 he's 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 got a really good read on it. And um, so don't. If nobody's told you to watch it yet, or if you're on the fence of it yet, my stand is cool. You're an RC fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
On that note, guys, 